0: Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author, Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. You know the old saying, you are what you eat? Well, today we examine the other side of that coin, which states, with scientific proof it seems, you think what you eat. Food is being implicated on many brain functions or lack thereof. Dr. Jennings, help us out here. What we eat impacts our ability to think and reason properly. Really?
1: there's no question about it. Something people have known for decades, that the food provides the proper nutrition in order for your body to function well and provide health for the brain. So people have known for years, if you have certain vitamin deficiencies, for instance, you can actually get certain forms of dementia, uh, wernicke korsakoff syndrome that comes with heavy alcohol use because of severe thymine deficiency. And so people have known that there's certain nutrients that you've needed all along to maintain some semblance of health. But what's really becoming more known now is that actually food selections can make a big difference in your efficiency on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis even, and reduce your risk of dementia as you age.
0: Well, this is pretty amazing. So the first question that pops into anyone's mind, I can guarantee you, including mine, is, okay, Dr. Jennings, what do I need to eat to enhance my thinking and memory, my ability to go through the day and make right choices? What do I need to do to make it better?
1: There's two sides of that coin. Removing things that are interfering with Mm -hmm. memory Mm -hmm. and then doing things that can actually help the brain function better. So you need to do both because uh, if you were doing something that was actually interfering with memory and then you add in something that's supposed to help, that's something that's supposed to help may not help if you're actually doing something uh, it's interfering. Okay, that's interfering. So so we really need to do both. So maybe we should talk about both types of things. Are there foods that are known to interfere or accelerate uh, aging or interfere with thinking or, or memory formation? And then are there foods that can actually reduce those problems and improve our cognition and, and memory?
0: This is a good thing you're saying here because a lot of people say, okay, I will add carrots to my diet and I'll think better. But that may not be the case you're saying.
1: Carrots are certainly going to be healthy for you, but will carrots show significant benefit, say, if you're drinking a fifth of vodka day? Yes, yes. Okay. It's not that carrots, there's no harm in putting the carrots in, but you may not notice any benefit if there's something else that you're doing significantly harmful. So you want to look at the things that you're putting into your body that interfere with cognition and memory, tobacco smoke, alcohol, and illicit substances, the obvious stuff. But what about food choices? And that's what we really want to focus on here today. High significant sugary foods. The, the, the really you know, fast food, junk food, the sugary candies and sweets and stuff like that will cause an immediate impairment in memory so that you are not quite as sharp within 60 to 90 minutes after eating that high sugary food. Now, that's not a permanent... You're not, you're not permanently damaged from, from a, eating a candy bar or something, but you won't perform quite as well immediately in the aftermath while that sugar is really high. But... If it's just like an occasional candy bar or something, it's not going to have a permanent effect. But if you have a high-sugar diet day in, day out, the high-sugar diet day in, day out does increase your risk of dementia as you age, as well as multiple other health problems.
0: Well, Dr. Jennings, you just described a main ingredient for most of the foods you find in the grocery store, sugar.
1: That's correct. And that's why that we have such obesity in this country, diabetes type two, high cholesterol problems, metabolic problems, and we have such high rates of Alzheimer's dementia. One of the things that that contributes to those processes are the high-sugar diet. Again, Mm. occasional sugar, not a problem. Daily high-sugar diet, it is a problem. So that's one food that you want to look at reducing in your diet to give you better memory, better cognition in real time, as well as reduce your risk of dementia as you age. Other foods that interfere with healthy brain function and accelerate our risk of aging are the fast foods and junk foods. Pizzas, croissants, these types of foods, people who eat those regularly have a significantly higher rate of depression than people who don't, and that's because it increases inflammation in the body. Fried foods, seared foods, and those types of foods also, because those foods in the cooking process, they create something called advanced glycation end products. Those are, those are molecules that, the, that are formed from the high heat of the cooking, and those molecules, when you get them into your body, cause damage, oxidative stress to your body, and they accelerate aging over time.
0: Now, if you take a bowl of beans and cook them, are you going to have the same problem if it's too hot?
1: If you sear them, if you were uh-huh. to put them on a grill and okay. sear them, uh-huh. yes. You, okay. The searing where the charcoal, the burnt parts are, yeah. that's where that's having. If you're just cooking it at a high heat, for instance, like boiling, water actually interferes with that, so you're not going to get it from boiling. So no, but it's that searing and frying and uh, battering and frying and that type of stuff.
0: Okay, you've told us the alcohol, the tobacco goes, the sugar goes, we prepare our food without all that searing and all that charcoal stuff happening. What else do we need to know? Well, this well, is great stuff.
1: limit the amount of that we have. I think we're going to eat some of that occasionally. But the healthy food choices that we can make, things that can actually enhance cognition in real time, green tea has been shown in all groups, people with no dementia or cognitive impairments, people with mild cognitive impairments, and people with dementia. All groups who use green tea have improvement in memory and cognition. Green tea is high in antioxidants and flavonoids. It enhances the connectivity and and neural signaling between the front part of your brain and multiple other brain regions. So green tea is very, very healthy for us, and it actually uh, both improving real-time as well as reducing risk of dementia because of its antioxidant effects.
0: Sounds like you're saying that what we eat not only gives us the energy to do what we need to do in our mind and in our body, but what we eat actually improves or interferes with the function of body parts. Am I on the right track saying that?
1: Yes, food provides nutrients, but food also does affect function. Uh, The green tea is one of those that does that. Studies show that people who eat walnuts regularly have better cognitive performance and better memory, and that in lab studies that walnuts remove the protein out of the brain that is associated with Alzheimer's disease known as amyloid protein. So I recommend people eat walnuts regularly, very healthy for them. There's an Indian spice called curcumin, uh, which is a yellow Indian spice, and it's uh, been shown to, to bind to that, that toxic protein amyloid and, and keep it in a solid form so it can be removed from the brain. It also has the anti-inflammatory benefits, and the benefit would be in prevention of dementia. Is not shown to have any benefit in people who already have dementia. But the key thing with, with curcumin is that you don't absorb it into your body unless you take it in conjunction with black pepper.
0: Let me see if I can put this into a graphic illustration here the food that we eat not only is the gasoline you put in your car which gives you energy, it's also the oil that goes all throughout the car's engine and makes the function work better. Is that a good illustration?
1: I think that's a good illustration and or it can also it can also keep the fuel injectors clean yes. or it can yes. plug the fuel injectors yes. 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 depending on what you're putting in your gas tank. Okay. So the fast foods and junk foods will plug up things whereas these very healthy foods keep things clean and open. So if you want the big landscape of the diet instead of specific foods the big landscape there are two diets that have been consistently shown to have very good benefits for reducing your risk of dementia and promoting long life and those are either the whole food diet plant based diet fruits nuts grains vegetables or the Mediterranean diet which is high in fruits and vegetables olive oil and omega-3s from fish is the primary meat source in those diets and those two diets have been consistently shown to have very good outcomes Comes in the long term. The diet that is consistently shown to cause more health problems, reduce your lifespan, increase your risk of dementia, is the American diet, the fast food, junk food diet with lots of boxed foods and sugary foods.
0: Do you see this changing at all? Uh, you've been looking at nutrition and people's habits for years and years, decades now, Dr. Jennings. Are we beginning to wise up here, or are you seeing we're still sort of falling off the cliff there are segments of
1: society, there are individuals, there are people, there are groups that are becoming much more savvy to this. And so you'll see shifts in the supermarkets and stuff as, as people become aware of this. For instance, high fructose corn syrup people have become aware of it as high, very oxidizing. And so you've seen a shift away from that uh, in supermarkets and many of the f- prepared foods. And manufacturers are using less of it in the, in the foods. You notice that some people are concerned with genetically modified foods or pesticides in foods. And so you're seeing more organic foods available in the stores. And so I think there is increasing awareness of food selections being important in our overall health, but there's a huge way to go because most people that I see in my practice, anyway, have a hard time implementing healthy food choices in their day-to-day uh, lifestyle.
0: Okay, let's say that we have a listener listening to this program right now, and in one hand they're holding a big sugary donut, and the other hand maybe a, a shot glass of, of vodka or something. And this person says, "Uh-oh, I need to make some changes." Can those changes you're making at 30, 40, 50, 70 years old bring benefits, or is it too late for these people?
1: No, no. The ch- any changes you make that are healthy will have healthy benefits. Uh, the earlier you make them, the lo- more robust and the longer the impact of the sure. benefits. But you just put a, put a contrast up, d- donut in one hand and vodka. The vodka is harmful. All distilled spirits like that are harmful. Mm-hmm. However, uh, if we sub- substitute that and say a glass of red wine, uh, If the person had to make a choice, which is actually going to be more unhealthy for a person over their lifespan, one glass of red wine a day or one donut a day? Uh, The the donut a day will be much more harmful and cause more health problems than one glass of wine a day. There are a lot of people who don't understand that. Now, notice I said one glass of wine a day. I didn't say one bottle of wine a day. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The benefits of the wine come from the flavonoids, from the grapes that give it color. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come actually from the ethanol. But if you start drinking more alcohol, even from wine, then the ethanol levels become so much that it actually becomes harmful.
0: I think what you're saying, I know what I'm feeling you're saying here, is that we need to be proactive in what we put in our bodies. We need to look at it and say, you know, this is going to help me or this is going to harm me. I need to get rid of this or reduce it or I need to increase this. Our food needs to become partners with us in our attempts to be healthy. Am I right saying that?
1: Yeah, and, and the way to do this is not to go on diets. It's simply to identify things that are healthy for you and make them part of your routine. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to think, oh, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. You think, oh, here's all the things I like to eat and what I routinely eat, and I don't eat that stuff. It doesn't mean you can't ever have a you know a birthday cake or, some, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's just that those things are the occasion, not the routines.
0: All right, very good. And we, as the American diet will attest, we have taken the occasion and made it mainstream, and we made it every day. And that's where the problem is am I right
1: you are exactly right. We occasionally have something healthy, and routinely be unhealthy, but we need to move it the other direction.
0: Turn those two things around. And we have a website that can help you do that, comeandreason.com, where you can read Dr. Jennings' blogs and his video blogs and these radio programs. And uh, you can also learn about his books he has out there, some amazing books to help with the brain function, the body function. Also, our relationship with the God we worship on those rest days we talked about on our previous program. That's all that come and reason In his book, Could It Be This Simple, Christian psychiatrist Dr. Timothy Jennings writes, In April 2004, the professional journal Pediatrics published astounding research that revealed television watching by children increases their risk of developing attention deficit disorder. The amount of time a child watches television changes the brain. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends no television of any kind for a child under two years of age. For more insights, visit CommonReason.com. Jennings, thank you very much for your words of wisdom and guidance today. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone.